Anyway, <laughs> white water. Moving on. Yes, what, that's why what, that's what white water does. Yes, it moves on no yes. matter what you do. Yep. <laughs> and white water is classified in six different ways, described in Roman numerals, <laughs> with one being a one, and two being a two dashes, and three being three dashes, and four being a V with a one before it. That's the general idea. Yes, Roman numerals. Anyway, <laughs> so I guess we should start with class one of Whitewater. Yeah. Well, so why why are we talking about these uh, these esoteric numbers for for classes of, of Whitewater? Because we like confusing people. It's true. Uh, story of my life. <laughs> uh, so basically, it, what it's talking about, what it's referring to, is the um, the easy way to put it. Is it the class system for whitewater? Is it's not a classist thing. It's not one is better than the other. Correct. Uh, it, it's referring to the overall difficulty yeah. of that part or that piece of whitewater. Yep. Or that river or that run or however you're describing it. Yeah. And class one is easy and class six is very hard. Mm -hmm. And now we're done with our explanation. Yeah, pretty much. That's yeah. all you need to know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, typically uh, I like to think of it as. Um, your your body of water that's just moving, mm -hmm. it, it is moving from point A to point B, but but literally all you need to do is sit there with your hands out of the water, and there's nothing. Yeah, a great tubing river. It's a great tubing river. There's nothing trying to to push you one way or the other or yeah. do anything to you. Yep. Um, that's class one, just moving water. Yeah, class um, one, moving water. Yep. I like it. Um, class two. If things get a little bit more complicated, there might be an obstacle, yeah. right, or a bend or something. You right. have to take something into account. Right. And um, basically, the idea with class two is, um, it's usually pretty. It's usually very obvious. You can mm -hmm. just float into it and see, um, see what's coming. Um, and basically, for the most part, it all you need to do is put yourself in one place. Yep. And you'll be able to go through that section of river yeah. or that class two zone. Right. Um, but you do have to kind of at least line yourself up correctly. Yeah. And this class two is still kind of a tubing level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's more common for people to stand up paddleboard on class two. Um, it's still a fairly yeah. easy section. Still, still very easy. Of river. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know. Most brand new kayakers, uh, it's always a good idea to spend some time on actual flat water, like in a lake. Yeah. And then you can probably jump right into class two. Yeah, definitely. You know, because class one is essentially like a lake. You're, yeah. <laughs> you're just moving from point A to point yeah. B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then past that we've got class three, mm -hmm. right? And so class three, things um, kind of get quite a bit more interesting. Yeah. Um, they, uh, you're going to have multiple moves to make mm -hmm. um, that you're going to have to usually, you know, string multiple moves together. So you yep. go around a rock and then negotiate a bend in the rapid. Yep. Or you have, might have multiple rocks that you kind of have to wend your way right. through. Um, 
and obviously as the difficulty goes up the 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 consequences can go up right can become higher yep. as well um, and that just means with more obstacles there's more likelihood of being if something were to go wrong um, of being pinned on a rock or right. being washed into a rock or yeah. whatever that might be yeah so like in class two for say there might be a rock in the river um, but the consequences of running into it are pretty slim right or pretty easy and in or, class three or if you do run into it it the consequences are low right right and in class three those consequences get elevated a little bit so you might get stuck against the rock or yep uh it might be a little bit harder to avoid the rock um that sort of thing we're, we're up in the ante there's a little bit more consequence yep yeah it's the next level it's the next level <laughs> um and then past three there's class four yep um, and so, same kind of equation. Things yeah. just get more complicated. Yep. Um, once you're in class four whitewater, typically, for most people, it's it's no longer a read and run situation. People want to get out and scout yep. and see what line they want to take and choose where they want to go and yep. see what all the obstacles are before you just go into it. Wouldn't you say that about class three too? I've I've what? scouted a number of class threes. Absolutely, yeah. I've scouted a ton of class threes, and it yeah. it um, shit. I've scouted class two if you just don't know what's coming, sure. you know. And sometimes even if it's even if it's something or a rapid that you know that you can run, if you take the time to scout, you'll find a more interesting line that you wouldn't have seen. True. Yeah. By That's just true. blundering into it. Yeah. Definitely. You know. Um, so yeah, always stop and scout. Um, but yeah, class four, you know, typically people are definitely going to want to scout ahead of time. Yeah. Um, there are, there are going to be a lot of moves mm -hmm. that happen in quick succession. Yeah. Um, and they're going to be, there, there will be some combination of must make moves. Yep. Um, where, and that means the, uh, when you're, when you're running through the rapid, there are places and there are ways that you do things that, that need to happen in that spot. You to have, have to make that move to make it through the rapid. To make it through the rapid successfully. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and of course, as you as you can imagine, the consequences go up. Yes. As well. So, right. so at this point, um, if you were to take a swim in your class four rapid, you're going to be definitely hitting rocks yep. bodily because mm -hmm. um, the water is typically moving a lot faster. Yep. It's typically steeper with more gradient. Yeah. So you're hitting rocks more. Um, quite possibly a longer swim not a good place for beginners not a good place for beginners yeah yeah uh definitely not yep um anything else on i don't think so yeah i no. think that sums it up pretty well yeah uh class five mm -hmm. is what they have always said to be kind of expert only yeah right and probably where i should have stopped the scale but class one to five is the traditional normal scale yep um, and that's just another another order of complexity and danger, if you will, um, from even from class four. Yeah. Um, so yeah, harder might be multiple a combination of must make moves. Yep. Um, you also, your consequences if you uh, do something wrong, if you end up swimming. Um, if you do not make one of those must-make moves, is much higher. Yes. Um, it's kind of exponentially higher yep. again. Yep. Um, and uh, and all that. And then we actually had 
class six on our do you list agree as with well. That or do you disagree with that? I do kind of agree with it. Okay, and then, I think and I agree I have with it too. A, I have a rationale. So it, it used to be that that class five was the top, and class six was yeah, you can you can kayak into it, but you don't kayak out. Right? <laughs> um, and now, like honestly, uh, you know. With advances in, in gear and the technology that boats employ, just in terms of how they're made and yeah. and and the the thought that goes into them, and and just the the general level of of what it is that people can run nowadays than thirty years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, people are running things now that are definitely serious, definitely manky, definitely full on, and very hardcore. But things that not too long ago people would not have even dreamed of running. Yeah, that's right? very true. And and so it kind of shifts the scale. Yeah. And I think it it is appropriate in my mind to talk about some of those those you know hardest of runs, um, and we're talking like big complex drops, big you know waterfalls that you're hundred foot waterfalls that your mere mortals are not running yeah you know uh things like that and i i think it's appropriate to call those class six something that's never been run before that could be run or Mm -hmm. something that's been run by like dane jackson and one other person right (laughs) or it's yeah it's class six yeah yeah um and again doable but you know probably not for the mere mortals of the yeah. kayaking world. Which class is the most fun? I think class four for me is the most run. Yeah. The most fun. Yeah. Um, I paddle class five when it comes up, uh-huh. but there's a whole spectrum there. Yeah. Right? And you do too. And, oh, yeah. and like there's a whole spectrum there. And so like um, there's harder class five and there's easier class five. Yeah. And a lot of it just depends on kind of what the consequences are. Versus how hard it is, um, but I think class four is the most fun because I I think it's one that you can it's still challenging it's fast um, there's a, a, a lot of decisions to make there's a complex decision making process yeah. while you're doing it yep. um, but it's fundamentally just fun and you can just have fun with it. Do you ever paddle class two and do you like class two and three? Absolutely, I like any moving water that I'm on. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. And I feel like that was the point I was trying to make is like, yeah, class four and five is like the scariest and it's Absolutely. the thing that you see the most because Dane Jackson posts a video every week. <laughs> but like, <laughs> it's all really fun. It's we spend fun. time on class two, class three, class four regularly. And yeah. it's, it's a blast. It's, yep. You can have fun in many different ways on many different types of water. Exactly. Like I'll take a creek boat on class, class three and... I'll have a great time just trying to like dial in how I catch eddies and how I do different moves mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. and I try to make I try to do those harder moves in the easy whitewater. Oh yeah. You try to get creative and see what rocks you can play around with on yeah. easy whitewater. Totally. Um, you know, or I might take one of those half slice boats that we were talking about and. Um, just go somewhere that's basically class two with moving water and eddy lines and just play on the eddy lines. Oh yeah, that's a good point. That's you know, very fun. It's super fun. Yeah. So 
as far as the class system goes, it's not like a one is better than the other. Not necessarily. at all. It's just a, um, I'm just going to give a quick recap, but class one is the easiest. It's mm -hmm. basically just moving water, mm -hmm. probably no obstacles. Class two is a step up from there. It's moving water with maybe a few obstacles that you might go around, nothing that's like dire. Mm -hmm. uh, class three is more obstacles, moves that are more necessary to make than mm -hmm. class two. Um, do you agree with all that so far? I, I do. Class four is gonna probably be a series of moves, mm -hmm. um, maybe some moves that you have to make, and then class five is gonna be a larger series of moves that are more likely to be must-makes. Mm -hmm. And then the last class is six, if we're gonna go that way, and it's basically stuff that doesn't get run by many people. Yeah. Um, really crazy big waterfalls, just stuff that's in the clouds. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. And that's yeah. okay. That's yeah. as it should be. Um, and again, you know, a point I think that gets missed a lot is it's, this is not an additive process. Right. Um, you're really kind of multiplying whatever, whatever's going on. All right. Um, yeah. It's kind of a curve here. Yeah. So... You know, if you take one to class two, is you're still feeling really easy about it. Yeah. You know, um, if you're a new boater, class three is going to feel like a pretty big jump. Yeah, it is. You know, and then I think the difference between class three to class four is bigger than the jump between class one and class two or two to three. Yeah. So I think I think the the scale. Is an exponential, is, is an exponential curve yeah. as you as you get harder and harder. And harder. I agree with that. Um, and the bottom line is you can have fun on any of it. Yeah, absolutely. I know I have some friends that have been class three boaters their whole lives, and they, yeah, they have a great time. the The point is just being on the river and having fun with it. Oh yeah, and right. You can totally do that in class yep. three or class two or class one or class one. Yeah, let's go to a lake, do some roll practice. It's super yeah. fun. Oh yeah, I enjoy it. Yep. <laughs> Um, do you want to move on to some boating terms? I feel like we've used a bunch of terms in this podcast yeah. that people might not be familiar with, and we were yep. just going to kind of go over a few of those to help fill you in. Yeah, totally. Um, well, the first one I had written down was boof. Boof. Such a good word. Such a good word. Yeah. So take it away, Ryan. Boof. Uh, so it's the sound your boat makes when it hits the water. <laughs> After you launch off of some sort of obstacle, whether it's a poof, yep, just like that. Whether it's a rock, a water feature, or like a wave, or a, um, I'd say waterfall loosely. Um, mm -hmm. I guess a waterfall. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's basically just a paddle stroke you take to launch yourself instead of falling straight down. Yep. Um, yeah, I'd basically agree with that. Uh, boof being anytime you're, um, you use the boat and your momentum maybe in such a way that you go over, you, you come off of an obstacle, like either a, a lip of a, of a waterfall or a yeah. rock mm -hmm. and do it in such a way that you kind of stay flat yep. and, and hit stay parallel land, to the water, land flat on yep. the downstream side. Yep. Perfect. I think that Perfect. sums it up. What else yeah. you got on your list? Um, Let's see, next I had a hole. How can a river have a hole in it? Well, 
you heard that thing about China? It just like drains <laughs> down straight. Um, yeah, it's a weird, weird thing. Weird deal. Yeah. Holes. Wait, no, that's not it. Holes are <laughs> like, uh, uh, it's a spot where all the water is coming back upstream into the water that's coming downstream and it's creating a spot of help me out here okay <laughs> um so yeah so uh basically i i kind of describe a hole as a feature in the river that's negative space so if you have water moving downstream the water is going to want to fill all of the various voids and spaces that it comes across. Yeah. So if you have a, let's just use a simple, simple explanation. So if you have a rock yep. in the middle of that current, yep. well, now the water has to flow around and probably over that rock. Yep. Right? So now you have the positive space of the water going around it, and yep. it's left a negative space where the water is not because right. it has gone around the, that rock. Yep. And so now it has to then fold back in on itself to fill in that negative space. Yeah. And to do that, it's going to go over the rock and it's going to do what it needs to do to then the water to then come back upstream yep. and fill in that void behind the rock. Nice. I think you did that very well. That's my explanation for a hole. Yeah. And so as you can imagine, now you have the water in that small localized environment mm -hmm. moving back upstream yeah. to fill that hole and it's called a hole because it kind of looks like a pit yep right yeah it looks like a little, little pit hole. in the river yep and uh but if it's big enough that upstream moving water can hold a kayak yep or hold other ob objects yeah um so yeah yeah that's, that's a hole that's perfect and i think when we talk about holes in our podcast during kayaking in general, we're usually talking about avoiding them. Typically. Typically. Um, yeah, I yeah. think that's a good, fair place to leave that. Yeah. Perfect. What well, else you got on your list? Uh, CFS. CFS. Uh, centrifugal functioning systems. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. Oh. No. What is it? Uh, it is cubic feet per second. Oh. Yeah. And so that's actually how, you, how we measure the flow of the river, the volume. Yeah. And you want to think about uh, a, a cubic foot of water. Yeah. And how fast, how many of those cubic feet of water physically move past a, a line in the river every second. Yeah. So, so that's, if you threw a rope across the river and mm -hmm. watched how many cubic foots of water went past that rope, rope every second, mm -hmm. that would be how many CFS the river was at. Yep. So uh, a common explanation is like a basketball, right? Mm -hmm. So if, you're, if each one of those cubic foot is basically a basketball, you could say you could count all the basketballs that pass that line in the river, and that would be how many cubic feet per second CFS are going in that river. Yep. So... Right now, what is the Arkansas River at that we're sitting next to? Call it round up to 300. 300 CFS, 300 cubic feet per second. There's about 300 basketballs going past, if you're just standing on the side of the river, about every second. Yep. Uh, a high, our river, the Arkansas, at high water gets up to like 
five or six thousand CFS on a good year, mm-hmm. um, and some of the bigger rivers in the world get up to like two hundred thousand, hundred thousand. Oh What's yeah, the, like, like more than that. Yeah, like the Mississippi would probably be somewhere in that range. Something like that. Actually, yeah. I, have, I I really don't know about the Mississippi. I know, I know it's, it's a huge volume of water. I've never even seen it. I'm pulling that out of my. <laughs> <laughs> I've driven over it, but that's about it. I have not. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a number I, sh- I should have, I guess, but um, just, I don't. It's, it's, a, it's a ton. Yeah, there's a lot of water somewhere. Yep. Uh, but the point is that, you know, 300 CFS here on the Arkansas is very, very low. Yep. Other creeks, 300 might be quite high. Yes. Or on this river, you know, 5,000 is very high. Yep. And on many other rivers, 5,000 would be very, very, very low. Yep. So just depends. Yeah. And it's also a very good way to kind of gauge uh, what to expect from the river on a certain day. So yep. pretty much every time we go kayaking, we check how much CFS is in the river yep. to know what's coming up. Yep. Because if it's at 300, it makes a big difference than if it's at 2,000. Exactly. So um, yeah, that's kind of CFS. Yeah, totally. Um, I see. I wanted to. I already touched on this, but uh, for terminology, we've talked about bow and stern. Yep. Kayakers uh, talk about the front of the boat being the bow and the back of the boat being the stern. Yep. Um, we do not say port and starboard, so it's still <laughs> left and right. Yep. But there that's it goes. True. Yeah. Um, let's see. We had roll on our list, and that's just a like a barrel roll in the yeah. kayak where you fall over and you use your body and some some. Leverage and physics. Chutzpah. Chutzpah, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) To get the boat back upright. Yep. Yep. Um, And, yeah. Oh, I had another one uh, that I want to talk about, and that was uh, your your put-in and your your takeout. Yes. That's where you get in the river and where you get out. Yes. Instead of any other words, the put-in is where you physically get in your boat and paddle downstream, and the takeout is where you get out of your boat and put it back on the car. Right. It is not put on and put out. Yes. Put out is something different. Put out is something different. different. So, yeah. Awesome. Is that all the terminology you want to I think so. Sweet. Um, Cool. Well, I think that kind of sums up most of what we're talking about for introduction to kayaking. Like, what is whitewater kayaking? Yep. Um, Which I would... Wager that we tried to make this brief and it still wasn't. Yeah, I'm think starting to think we should split it up into three episodes. We might. Yeah. We might. We'd have some natural breaks in there, so we might. Yep. Um, but I did want to go over a couple just beginner resources before we mm-hmm. left you off here. Uh, your local paddling store is a great place to get a lot more information on all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, your local, I guess some people don't have local kayak instruction, um, but Finding a kayak instructor, whether it's Alan or myself or uh, a myriad of other companies out there. Oh, sure. You can learn how to kayak. Just get yourself some. Yep. Um, there's a bunch of really good resources on YouTube. Um, the only thing I want to say about that is if... Nope, not going to say it. Uh, there's a lot of good <laughs> <laughs> kayaking resources on YouTube. Um, AmericanWhitewater.com mm-hmm. or... Uh, I guess that's all they have is a dot .com. Uh, it's a really good so. place to learn about river flows. They have the map of the whole U.S. with all of the different 
mm -hmm. rivers that you can run and like the classes. Yeah, ton of good information that you can dive into. Yeah, way way beyond that. Not even just that. Um, the ACA, mm -hmm. uh, American Canoe Association, which is We'll have lots of whitewater-related information. Yeah, and just really paddle sports information of all types. Yep. Yep, and some good resources there for how to find instruction. Yep, yes, well. exactly. Um, Colorado whitewater, I'm sure there are other. I bet California has a whitewater oh, yeah. and Oregon has Your a... local clubs yeah. and, and all yep. that. Yep, and those can be really good resources, especially good resources for learning and connecting with people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of really good Facebook groups out there for, and I'll mm -hmm. let you kind of find those on your own, but it's usually if you type in paddling or paddle, you'll find something. Yep. <laughs> um, and then uh, there's a couple good books out there for instruction as well. Mm. I just, I, it, we talked about it the other day, the, the book Kayak by William Neely yep. is one of my favorite books. And even if you know nothing about kayaking, pick that up and like just read through it and you'll learn Yep, 10 times as much as we told you today. It's all illustrated. It's all pen and ink. Yep. Uh, brilliantly written. It's really hilarious. Funny. Yep. Really funny. And w what I like about it is that the drawings are so clear. And he yes. talks about everything so clearly. Yep. But in a fun way. Yep. And so, like, he'll draw a schematic of what drops look like yeah. in such a way that you can completely clearly start to understand what is going on with the rocks and how the drop shapes yep. and how that shape influences what the water yep. is doing that you're actually seeing. Yeah. So anyway, it's really cool. Yeah. So there's, there's a ton of good resources out there. Feel free to reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram mm -hmm. or wherever, and we'd be happy to answer questions yep. or point you in the right direction. Um, how do you find us? Uh, well, right now, not, you find us not very active on social media, um, but you can find us... <laughs> social what now? <laughs> you can find us on Facebook and Instagram, uh, where else I have a YouTube, which is... It work, everything's a work in progress. Yeah. Um, but it's all there. Uh, you can email us at boatplugs at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, that's B-O-A-T-T... <laughs> <laughs> at gmail.com uh, don't ask um, boy and yeah you want to give just a kind of brief rundown about what we talked about today and then log off <coughs> yeah well I think we covered a lot of ground yeah um, so we talked about you know, what is white water yep what um, what makes white water white water yep right and it's basically white and water white and water and moving <laughs> Uh, we talked about different types of kayaks. Yep. We talked about what makes a good beginner boat good for beginners. Yep. And nice Creek and friendly. Boats, downriver boats, half slice, play boat. Yep. And we talked about some your gear. Yep. We talked about your your essential pieces of gear. Skirt, paddle, skirt, paddle, etc. PFD helmet and warm stuff. Yep. Um, let's see. We talked about some classes of whitewater. That's your one through six yeah. scale. One being easy, six being insane. Insane, but people are maybe doing it. Yep. And then um, kind of went over some lingo that you might hear. Uh, yeah. Some words that you might hear that are particular to the whitewater world. Boof. Like boof. Boof. That might mean other things depending on who you talk to, but yep. that's not what they mean to us. Nope, not what they mean to us at all. Not at all. Um, yeah. 
that pretty much sums it up. Sums it up. Cool. High five, dude. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, everyone. I'm mm -hmm. Brian. And I'm Alan. And we are the kayak nerds. And this is my boat barn. Which you can't see now because it got dark because we've been talking for an hour and a half. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, geez. thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll see you on the next episode. Yep. See you then. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Oh, and it's a